everybody. Welcome back to the Phantom Power Artist Hour. My name is Taylor Williams. I am your host coming to you from Nashville. And this is a value for value podcast. What is value for value? That is where you, the listener, can send Satoshis, little pieces of Bitcoin directly to the host directly to the artist that the host supports, directly to the music that shows up on this podcast. That is what value for value is about. It is a mindset, it is a mantra, it is a way of life that is changing the way independent artists and independent podcasters around the world are compensated for the art that they put into the universe, right? And if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be earning sats and Bitcoin and my uh, my friends who I am fortunate enough to have on these podcasts would not be getting Bitcoin and, and Satoshis if it wasn't for you guys, because you guys all believe in value for value. You got to be listening to the show on a mod, modern podcasting 2.0 app that is lightning enabled. And that means it's tied into your Bitcoin wallet, right? So like Podverse, Podfans, Fountain, CurioCaster, things of that nature, right? That's where you got to be listening to us from to take full advantage of value for value and Satoshis and Bitcoin. And today's episode is no exception. We've got a great young artist coming to us from Florence, Italy, by way of Nairobi, Kenya. Her name is Kavinia. And we had a great conversation. We had some technical difficulties where we had to start and stop a couple times and and, and patch it all together. Uh, but it's a great conversation about her background, about her passion for music, about being a musician in Florence, Italy today, uh, the 1st of December in 2023, and as well as Bitcoin and Value for Value and Wave Lake and all that kind of fun stuff. So we are going to listen to her debut track called Unlucky. We're going to listen to that, and then we're going to bring her on the show. So thank you guys for listening. Let's check out Unlucky by Kavinia, and then we will bring her on for the interview. You ready? Here we go. Knowing my luck and love, it had to happen eventually. But I got caught up in the thrill of it. We lived so blissfully. It came to a head. And when it did, it hurt you less than me But I laughed for a minute, came back And you'd already found someone else Silly me Thinking I was under control Silly me Thinking it was fair play Silly me Thinking I'd put one foot in Thanks. 
Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. You just heard Unlucky, which is the debut singer from our guest today. And like every moronic American, I have a habit of destroying uh, the pronunciation of people's names. So I am going to let our guest introduce herself so that I don't screw up her name. What What is your name, wonderful guest? Please give us the proper pronunciation. My name is Cavinia. <laughs> Cavinia. I, oh, Cavinia. I yeah, I, okay. I, I got you it already right. said I, it before. Yeah. Okay. So, and then as I'm looking at your Instagram right now, uh, I see your your full. I, I don't even want to try and pronounce oh, your middle yeah. name or your last <laughs> the, name. Well, the last name's a little bit harder than the middle name. Okay, so the middle name is, is it Montha? Montha. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I'm not the even going to try. How, how do you pronounce your last name? Ndumbo. Ndumbo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Ndumbo. I'm just going to stick with Kavinia. Kavinia, Kavinia. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I I love the track Unlucky, and you've had some some uh, some success over on Wavelength. Um, and you are in Florence, Italy right now. Is that correct? Yes. And yes. I see I, I see a nice little upright piano behind you with a boatload of sheet music. So what are you, so tell us like, how did you get to Florence, Italy? And what, and what, what are you doing there? Yeah, I've been in Florence from 2013 and I came here originally to study the piano. Okay. Uh, classical piano. And I started learning about other genres of music, um, jazz music, because that's what people were playing around over here. And um, yeah, and I, I started, I did a course in jazz piano. I found it hard to be disciplined and stick to it, but I, I met a lot of different musicians and I started singing as well. And that's also where I first started performing live seriously. And yeah, I've just been working as a musician here. Um, but year after year, I keep on saying maybe I'll try somewhere new, but something something new happens every year. And yeah. Wow. So how did, so now where, where are you from originally? But um, I apologize if I get this wrong, but I was looking at your Instagram and are, are you from Kenya originally? Yes, from okay. Nairobi, Nairobi, from, Kenya. Okay, from Nairobi. And, and how did you get, from Nairobi up uh, up to Florence, like was like did you uh, did you apply? Do you have family up there? Was it a cultural exchange? Like what what was it? No, it was completely random because um, I was in school. I did the English system, and usually you'd go to the the uni in the UK, or some people would go to the US or something. But um, I wanted to do a gap year. Um, and there were some Italian cultural initiatives happening in Nairobi at the time. And um, I think Ricardo Muti had come over, he'd done a concert for free. And I was just interested in Italy. So basically the, the, um, the embassy uh, recommended a school in, the floor, in Florence. And that's, that's where I went, I studied the uh, language and uh, piano, but uh, it was mostly language at the time because yeah. you had to catch up with the language and uh, yeah. So how's, yeah. how's your Italian now? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I forgot one thing. Well, and your English is fantastic. So you got English, you got Italian. Now what's your, what's your mother tongue? What, what's your native tongue? Well, um, the official languages in Kenya are English and Swahili. Okay. So, um, but everyone has their tribes yeah. that have their own languages. But unfortunately, I don't speak the language from my tribe very well. Oh, so it's well. just the Swahili and English. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Sw Swahili, English, and, and Italian, man, that's a that that takes a a a, a well a well trained brain to pull that off. I mean. Hell, I can barely even get through just one language, English. 
Well, I, I, I didn't think I, I, you know, I didn't think I'd even learn the Italian because when I was in school, I did German and French and the German stuck a little more than the French, but I don't remember any French. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think I was thrown into Italy and I didn't think I'd have to learn, but you, you have to, if you want to get outside of the circle that you're in, you know, yeah. if you, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I actually studied, um, uh, jazz piano and jazz guitar in Switzerland uh, for a time oh. about 30 years ago up up in uh, Luzern. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, learning German helped get around town, but I found like all of the cats that I was hanging with, they all wanted to talk English. So it's like, I was like, ich möchte sie sprechen Deutsch. And I'm like, God, come on guys. Like, you know, help me out here. But they all wanted to, they all wanted to talk English. Um, it is. It happens over here as well. But I'm just imagining over there they speak English even better than they speak in Italy. So it's probably <laughs> impossible to try and get people to speak to you in German. Yeah. Well. So, so, so the music school that you landed at in Florence. What is the discipline there? Is it is it primarily classical? Is it primarily jazz? Is it is it a music it was, school for instruction? What is it? It was a culture and language school. But um, they did music courses as well. So, but now the the jazz program isn't really there anymore. I was lucky that I was there at the time because um, uh, the director had come from um NYU, so he um he wanted to start this yeah this jazz program over there, which was a lucky a lucky period. Um, and he also had this uh jazz magazine. Oh, his brother did. It was called Jazz It. And it's a, quite a big uh, jazz ma uh, magazine in Europe, but um, oh J A Z Z I T, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah I know it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. know? Do you do you know him, Antonio Vanni? No, 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 I don't. But but I, I I'm familiar oh, with the publication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, he had that that um, and he was uh, very encouraging about um starting the jazz program, but um, he's not there anymore. So it's it's gone to the the classic uh, florentine you know um opera and not even the pianos uh that big in our school anymore so like they're focusing mainly on opera singers right now and um, um it's also a language school so the language and art history and the opera are the main subjects did you, uh, you know it's fun funny you mentioned opera because i got my i mean everybody around the world right now is getting their statistics from from spotify about what they listen to uh -huh. more than anything, uh -huh. right? And my n number two, number three, number four, and number five for me personally this year was all opera, like Verde. <laughs> um, um, that's interesting. Uh, God, uh, Pavarotti, right? Like, I mean, that's what I listen to more than anything anymore, just because it it is. Because um, when I listen to it, I I, I don't really know where it's going. Right. I'm, okay. Like when I listen to pop, I I have a game with myself where I try to guess where the melody is going, where the chord progression is going, and if I can guess correctly, then I don't stay interested. Which is one of the reasons why I loved your uh, debut single is because you completely oh. had me guessing with your melody and your chord changes and everything like that. Um, but that's why I listen to opera so much is because I, I like, I, especially new stuff that I've never heard. And it's, you know, you've got hundreds of years of it. Um, okay. So, so how did you, and I'm sorry for the sidetrack there, but so, so talk to me a little bit about your influences because you must have a completely different mindset than your peers up, up there in Florence who are writing R and B, who are writing soul, who are writing, uh, pop music I, and, and your stuff really isn't pop per se it's more r&b and soul but talk to me about your your musical background like how did you get started where 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 was that first seed planted in Cavinia's mind with respect to composition and melody um funnily enough i think it was disney <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um Okay. Yeah, because that, that was, um, I had a lot of cassettes and my dad, my dad also used to love bla to blast, um, classical music and I mean, all kinds of music, but, um, 
Yeah, it really was Disney because I'd I'd sing along to Little Mermaid and Pocahontas and all those things. Colors of the wind, baby. It's really, that's it's, it's really funny because that I mean I'm I'm in the I'm from Kenya. Um, it's completely the TV I watch is completely not relatable to where I'm living, really. So it, it was. Yeah. And I that because I know a lot of for a lot of people music is like about the community that they're in. Yeah. Which I which I found um strange I, which I find strange um I guess people say that this generation um is like based on the internet and like um they live on the internet and their influences come from that but I feel like I was similar because it came from the TV and the stuff that was it was always to do with fantasy and something like a far away kind of concept i don't know if i'm explaining myself very well no i th- i i get it i you know i mean over here in the states you know for for better or for worse and in many respects it's for worse we're the artistic center you know so i'm i'm always very curious how artists such as yourself who have um such a command of their art but also you come from such a different cultural background that inevitably is going to um, seep its way into your writing and into your composition and into your performance. Mm. Um, you know, over here, it's it's easy to understand why somebody would be inspired by um, Lauren Hill or or Taylor mm. Swift or Oscar Peterson, for that matter, because we're you know you can it's not hard to find. But you have so many more potential influences coming from Nairobi and studying in Florence. Um, so I'm always curious as to how that comes about. And, and I will say, too, that there's nothing wrong with getting into music from Disney. Like some of those old classics, are, you know, they're, they're incredible cool. music, Prince of Egypt, all that. Right, yeah. yeah. But even even go back further, like to the old time Disney movies. Like one of my like, favorite jazz standards is "Someday My Friends." Snow White, Snow White, yeah. and you were gonna say Snow White, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean that wonderful waltz, dun, 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 yeah. right? I mean, God, it just it just pulls you. It swings yeah. so hard. It swings so hard. So okay, so so you get so you you're a Disney kid from Kenya <laughs> yeah you, you, you go through the cultural program through the embassy you start learning Italian you're in Florence now what happens now now how how does your writing change and how does your performance change and how does it all start to percolate well um, before getting to Florence I, I did um, I did write my own uh, music in Kenya and it would turn out to be R&B even though it's trying to be Pop. I guess I did after after the Disney. A lot of the music that I was listening to that was pop was R and B because that's kind of what was popular at the time, like with Beyonce and Usher, and that's that's kind mm. of what I I grew up with, and that's um that yeah. to, that to me was the pop music, and um I did I did stuff with rap groups. When I got when I came over to Florence. I really wanted to study the classical piano. I was listening to um, Evgeny Kissin and all that kind of stuff, but I wanted to, like, inside of me, be end up being a sort of Alicia Keys, you know, Simone, Valerie Simpson type of artist. God, I love Nina Simone. I think okay. I think Nina Simone, and and we're not using video. For this interview, but I'm sitting here with my eyes closed and my hand <laughs> raised because yeah. I love Nina Simone so much. Nina is the most underrated jazz piano player, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, to to me, she's number two. To me, to me, number one oh. is Oscar Peterson, and then and oh, then wow. you've got Nina, and then I'll okay. take Nat King Cole for days, right? But Nina, I. God, Nina, Nina Simone kills me. Like her jazz improvisation is like part jazz, part Bach fugue, right? It's so brilliant. Mm. Yes, yes. 
And uh, yeah, the fact the fact nice that little she, tangent there. I'm like, yeah, you mentioned Nina and I start to freak out. No, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no. Um no, because they, the when she when she improvises in that style in the field, so that is like something that I don't know. That that it's something that people don't really have under their fingers to do that right now. Like not even like classical musicians really improvise fugues. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really know much about the classical. But, no, but like um, yeah. on that song, um, it's an A, I think. Uh, my, my baby don't care for me, right? Care for me, yeah. Like go back and um, listen to her, her improvisation, right? All right, I, I'm gonna prove to you right now what, what, what a Nina freak I am. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, because you can see me rifling through sheet music right here, right? Here we go. Here it is. My baby just cares for me. Piano solo transcribed. Uh, oh wow! Transcribed, Kavinia, right? Um, but if you look at how she breaks down, and I and I just dumped Beethoven all over the floor. Did you do the transcriptions of her? No, I bought the, I bought uh, this one. Uh, I mean, I I, I I I'm not that uh, I'm not that talented. As far as, as far as well, but it takes like a lot of like obsession for people like to yeah to like yeah. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna email this to you so you can see, so you can oh, have yeah. it right. Oh my, that would like, be great. That transcription, like when you start diving into <laughs> the back end of her transcription, it's like you're looking at Bach. It's it's incredible. Me measure seven. I'm gonna send this to you via email. Me measure okay. seventeen, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, this this is brilliant stuff. So yeah, we, and we could, and and her impact over here culturally, um, on music, uh, it just speaks for itself. She was brilliant. Um, she was a brilliant artist. She was a, a a brilliant activist for human rights. She was great for standing up for artist rights. Um, and like every brilliant artist, she got screwed over by managers and labels and all this kind of stuff. But damn, she. Like she grew up the hard way, like playing clubs on the East Coast, right? Like, I mean, mm. she she put her time in. So, for those of you who have never heard, uh, those of you listening who have never heard of Nina Simone, uh, I'm going to put a link in this podcast, and you got to go back and listen to a couple of her tracks because she's just she's just brilliant. So, all right. Anyways, I'll, I'll shut up because we're talking. This is not about Nina Simone. This is about Gavinia. <laughs> so. All right, so let let's talk about this track that you dropped up on on uh, Wave Lake. Um, how, first of all, how did you find Wave Lake? How did you find um, value for value in Bitcoin? And and okay. when did you put up? You know, how, how did Unlucky, which is a kick-ass single, how did it find Thank its you. way onto Wave Lake? Okay, so. You know, I was actually uh, thinking um, recently about how I found out about Bitcoin. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember, I always thought it was um, I I associated it with some kind of game, <laughs> and I was wondering why for the longest time because I I remember <laughs> it from from middle school. I guess it would be the 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 maybe high school middle. I don't know that time, but. I realized the reason why was because of Farmville. I think I heard about them at the same time. Farmville on Facebook. I don't know if you know. Remember this game called Farmville on Facebook? It's basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's not that how I found it, but I, that's the time I heard them at the same. I heard about them at the same time because Farmville was a thing. So I heard about Bitcoin, and then people will tell me, "Okay, yeah, so you can you buy these coins, and then you can." I'm like, but yeah, they tell me, I don't remember if someone had bought something with them, but I'm like, is it real money? So it's like fake money, a game with like fake money, but you have to pay money to have like the fake coins. <laughs> so I, I I associated it with Facebook and Farmville at the time. So that was my first, um, like the first um, introduction. Yeah, introduction to Bitcoin. But then after a while, okay, then I heard like it was supposed to be an alternative to money. And then maybe years ahead, I'm like, okay, now it's like worth like a couple of hundred for one of them. And then now it's like, it, then later on, it actually became a thing that was quite serious. I'm like, wow, why didn't I, why didn't I try and learn about that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I think like everyone felt like that. It's like thirty-eight thousand this morning, I think. 
yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept up with what it was. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, and uh, I think I finally got some um, last year. I thought I was just gonna let the whole thing pass me, but but um, because I didn't think that it was something that would become so relevant. But now I realize that it's something that you need to have, you know. So um, yeah, I, I um. My boyfriend is also very into it, and um, he's like he puts all his savings into uh, Bitcoin, like you know. Good man. So um, yeah, and he's uh, he's convinced his family, trying to convince my family to do the same, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I I think the opportunity that Bitcoin gives musicians right now um, is. I, I think it's the best time ever to be an independent musician because of Bitcoin. Um, oh. I see a lot of artists do, you know, also jumping around in the NFT space and the Ethereum space, but I, I'm not attracted to those platforms uh, primarily because of uh, there's the the store of value in in the in the lack of scarcity. Um, but I think with Bitcoin. You know, the fact that I can sit here in Nashville and find a new R&B artist in Florence, Italy, and be like, oh, shit, that song's dope. I'm going to send her 20 bucks without a bank in the way, without Spotify in the way, without your label, or your manager, anybody like that in the way. Like you got the you that this generation of independent artists has a greater opportunity uh, because of digital currency, because of Bitcoin, that, than ever before. Um, so uh, I, I'm thrilled that that you're taking advantage of it. How did so? Who, who found Wavelink? Did did you find it, or or did your boyfriend uh, find it? He found it on the Bitcoin magazine. <laughs> ah, oh, good on Bitcoin yeah. magazine, right on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, but he had talked about the Lightning um, Network and how it could be a way um, that would help us uh, the streaming streaming services and that kind of. Thing, but um, he said it's an an actual site now for it, and um, I, I, I didn't know about any, anything else at the time. So um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, the one who showed me what Wave like is. I looked it up, and uh, it was quite easy to put a song up. You just uploaded it, and that's that's about it. There was no yeah. hassle or anything. Yeah, as they say over here in New Jersey, bada bing, bada boom. You, you drop it in, right? <laughs> um, and there is, and I'm looking at uh, their uh, fanzine right now online. And for anybody, you can go on to uh, Wavelake, which is W-A-V-L-A-K-E dot com. And on their main page, scroll down a little bit and you'll see featured artist. And you can click on Kavinia and it gives a nice little bio about you. Born in 1995 in Nairobi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice little bio there, uh, and uh, links to your music, uh, links to uh, Unlucky, and of course, you can uh, send some zaps directly to Florence, Italy, where she is hanging out and doing more writing right now. So, all right, so that's cool. So, you've and then you, you've been kind of like bouncing back and forth between uh, the, the number one slot. Your today is uh, the first of December. And you are in the number three position over there on the Wave Lake chart. Um, yeah, I think I think I was uh, number one until a couple of days ago. I think it was just it stayed there, and now it's uh, but the track that was yeah. uh, number two came up, two and three. Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean, that, that, yeah. that that's good publicity for you. And, and you know, you can also go over to um, podcasting index or excuse me, podcastindex.org. Um, Podcastindex. Yeah, um, actually here, let me send you this link in the in the chat. But they have a top, um, like a like a charts, uh, you know, top mm -hmm. 100, top 200 thing um, yeah. for all of the music uh, that's being played on all of the pot, podcasting 2.0 uh, apps. And you oh, okay. are you are number six worldwide over huh? there. So here, let me put this in the chat so you can see it. 
Oh, I, you see, I have no idea about what's going on. That's cool. Yeah. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's run the podcastindex.org. That's basically, um, you know, that's basically run by those guys uh, at the, uh, like, you know, Adam Curry and Dave, Adam and Dave over on their show. Much love to those guys uh, and everybody working behind the scenes on the RSS side of life with respect to getting all these podcasts out. But yeah, if, if you click on that link and scroll down, yeah. you are number six. Number six. And, it, cool. and it changes like every hour or so. So yeah, this oh, chart is, cool. is updated hourly. So Oh, with the Just Loud, Joe Martin Music and Ainsley Costello, who are the other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, so so just loud. Who we interviewed the other day? He's number one. Shrooms is number one right now, and then Brian Duncan, Joe Martin, Ainsley, Bear Snake Records, Ruminations on Bourbon, whatever that is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's that's a cool thing. You should um, you should uh, bookmark and hang on to. Okay. So, all right. So let so let let's talk a little bit about um, this track, Unlucky. Where where is the where, where did the inspiration for for this come from? Um, musically or story-wise? <laughs> um, the floor is yours, both. both. <laughs> well, um, I think Unlucky, it's so hard to remember actually where it came from because I just released it on Wavelength, but it's, a, it's an old song um, that I did in about 2019. But I think it was about us. Um, oh yes, that's a very funny story. I was I was going out with someone. We just started going out, and I went home for a summer. And when I came back, um, he told me that he found someone and they'd fallen in love. <laughs> and I felt. So <laughs> Ouch! And I asked him, um, "When did you meet her?" He said um like on the 6th of august i'm like is this the day after i left <laughs> damn <I know. laughs> what a oh. <laughs> no, but i'm like okay i guess it happened so like but then um i was like really i felt really unlucky <laughs> like mm. you know unlucky yeah. in love at that moment but um yeah. i was also happy that i i didn't I, I was I didn't have to stick with him for that long because it was also I wasn't gonna go anywhere so I felt unlucky but relieved at the same time so it's uh, that's that's kind of where the chorus comes from because we're just killing time together so it's, but you know you've lost the illusion and it's uh, still kind of feel a little bit down about it and I was uh, I started listening to. Um, uh, alone again naturally I don't, I don't remember what his i'm forgetting the name of the alone again i love and, it that, i would have never picked up on that influence yeah yeah because he also says alone again naturally then i'm like uh, so i knew it had to happen eventually so that's kind of <laughs> that's where it came from <laughs> I would have <laughs> never picked up on that. Oh my no, god! I can see. Oh, that's and, um, brilliant. And I, I remember I was I was like when I found out about that I I went to the supermarket I got myself like I don't really drink but I got some some Heineken and then I was like thinking this this beer doesn't even work and I looked at it and it was like Heineken zero I thought it was zero calories but it was zero <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Damn. Damn, this dude got into your head even at the market. I know. Oh. Well, to so, quote, yeah. my, to quote uh, a lot of my female friends, guys suck. I'm sorry this dude got in your head. You know. Oh, man. Holy cow. All right. So, how, so then, so this dude finds somebody else the day after you leave. <laughs> and then and you're listening to alone again naturally and you're like i, I can't be killing time with this dude anymore so when you tracked it uh did, did, did you track? i'm assuming you tracked it up in florence right 
Yeah. So um, I had a. It, it kind of took a while for the actual song to come to come together because I I I I got this. The melody in my head came first. Uh, that that part, and I was like, I was playing it with chords. But like that, even but even with the like, no, in my luck and love that with the with the lyrics and everything. But that was it. That's all I had for like a while, and that happens a lot to me. I just have like a little phrase with the melody, and then like okay, I don't know where to go with that. Like that's it. <laughs> that's like it's yeah. just the mood. Yeah, just store um, it. In your, you know, store it in your phone. Store it in your journal, or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think at the time I'd been part of this um, this project that was uh, an all female orchestra that for Ad- it was Arab and Mediterranean women, and they included me because they thought, yeah, you can just come in. <laughs> it was cool. uh, yeah, it was um, it was it's really cool music. Um, but uh, I told the production that I wanted to do my own solo project, and I asked if they knew any producers. And there was this producer that um, he's called uh, Saverio Lanza, and he um, he produces for, uh, but it's kind of Italian rock pop. That was that's the uh, genre he kind of deals with. And we were trying to write things together, and um, well, I mean, in the session, nothing was happening. So I said, "Oh, I have this melody." He's like, "Oh, let's just sing it again." And then um, he's like, "Okay, just like try and make like a make up like a like a chorus, just like." Oh, that I'm like, okay. I just, I mean, I, I did, I, I sung, I, I, it, I don't know, but in that minute, in that moment, it just came up like that. And he kind of like clipped a structure together and like the song was there. But um, the, the, the style was his style though. And uh, he wouldn't budge on it. And I thought, okay, um, he has the, um, these, uh, these con- this connection these connections and stuff but yeah. it's not the genre that i want um so i took the song that we made together in terms of like the structure i wrote the lyrics on top of it like i finished the everything else and uh i had a friend of mine that i asked to help me learn how to produce on ableton and this was a uh, good for you before, <laughs> before nice. the yeah it was before the pandemic and I think with everything, you kind of learn that you have to, I've kind of had to do things. The stuff that I do is not that I intentionally initially wanted to do it myself, but you're kind of pushed to do it yourself and you, you grow and not necessarily without planning to do it, but it's good that you put into the situation and you, and you learn from it. So I got to figure out how to produce and he eventually offered to help me um, make the sounds better and uh, use the studio and like pr- um, help me produce it. So it, I got it to the sound that I wanted and the, it was a really gratifying having like exactly the song that I wanted. Yeah. Good for you for two reasons. One, for sticking up for yourself and 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 not releasing it in a genre that you knew didn't speak to your heart. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Italian pop and Italian rock, right? But yeah, if it's not what you're writing in, then don't do it. And then number two, for um, for taking on Ableton and, and learning how to how to how to fight that monster, man. <laughs> Ableton is a Ableton's a beast, man. So yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, sometimes. Like sometimes when I sit and do another one, I'm like, oh, "How did I do that one?" Like before, like, yeah. I don't. It feels like yeah, you're always starting again. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. Like I mean, because I I goof around with Ableton quite a bit with some of the projects that I work with are here around town, and you know, there's there's a lot of people that use Ableton for live tracks, and every now and then I'm like, "What the hell did I? How do I do that?" You know, you just you feel like a you feel like a first grader trying to figure it out again, but it's powerful. It's a great, it, it's a great tool. It's a great tool for sure. Um, so I see on your, um, on your Instagram that you're doing some gigs around town that you're playing. Like, are, are you doing jazz gigs? Are you doing pop gigs? Like what, 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 what's your live music uh, life like in Florence right now? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put together a, uh, uh, 
a show that's my music. But the live music that I've been doing has been part of a, a project called uh, Daisies, and it's it's basically private events, and it's um it's it's um, I'm in I work with a three horns, a trombone, a saxophone, a tenor sax, and a trumpet, piano, bass, drums, me, and then the congas and percussion. It's um and it's 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 kind of R and B and soul music. It's whatever I do, but like adopted to that to that group. I dig it. I, I'm looking yeah. at your Instagram right now. Is that the hotel number nine thing? Hotel number. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's God, it was it's an stuff. interesting project. It's um, I I got to uh, along with those the same people play um with a big band, uh with uh Stephen Fifeke who's uh um he's he just won a Grammy for uh, best uh best uh large jazz ensemble album and uh yeah it was um it was like the first time doing jazz in a long time yeah and um it, it was really cool yeah they, it's 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 a very specific situation and um i tend to with them like the stuff that we're doing is mostly private events unfortunately because i'd really love to do more <laughs> public events but you know it's what you know um yeah, gets you paid the private events yeah so, yeah yeah so are, are are you doing music full-time um are, are you still in or like are, are you still in school are you teaching like what what are you doing full-time no um i just that's all i do especially with this uh um these private events that's um that's all i do for uh good for you yeah, they, they um they really gave me yeah it's um it's not easy to find in Florence either to be honest, <laughs> um yeah. it was it was a really good um it's a really good um opportunity a different so yeah a different I don't know how to explain it a different group. How it, yeah. it is the is the music scene in Florence pretty diverse? Is it? I mean, you, you've got you're arguably in the opera class, one of the opera and classical, yeah, uh, quote unquote capitals of the world. So there's going to be a lot of that. Um, but is there a lot yeah. of other rock and jazz and hip hop and all that? So when I came to Florence, I thought the music scene was so big because that was my first time out of home i was 18 and i hadn't really been going for live concerts and i didn't really have much to compare it to other cities so it was my first experience um having live music and they try to have um concerts uh for musicians that are touring europe um and they there there are things to go to but it, it's um it's not like your Paris or your Berlin. It, there's not that much. There's not that much to go to. A lot of the things, the the same um, places that you go to, the same spots you go to, will have the same musicians. And it's kind of a, I don't want to say clickish, but it's uh, you'll see the same faces in the same places. Um, although they're great musicians, but people people tend to want to go out to try and do you know to find places that are better paying as well yeah when it comes to clubs yeah. yeah i'm just i'm just googling here how many people live in florence italy um what's the population oh wow it's only three hundred and eighty thousand. that's um, a, it's it's a small doll town yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah yeah it's very beautiful very cute have you ever been I have not mm -hmm. been to Florence. I've been mm -hmm. to Como. I've been to Milan. Um, Como's I've quite to, small too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Como's just mm. like a little. Como's a little resort town in the you know up by Switzerland, right? Um, but no, I haven't. I haven't been to Florence yet, and I'm I'm dying to go. But I, but um, yeah, I, I I get it. You know, you got you only got three hundred and eighty thousand people in the area. It is the home of the quote-unquote home of classical and opera right i mean vienna being the other 
the um, of the Renaissance, so is this where the but um yeah, it's where um opera opera singing started. You know, like and they're very proud of that, rightfully so. But yeah, it's a lot of modern stuff is a little bit. You don't find much much to do. So have you thought about maybe traveling out to Bologna or, or Rome or Berlin or something to maybe expand a little bit or, or are you going to stay there? What what are you thinking for the future? You know, every every year I say that I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. But I found I found a group of people who do find me concerts in other places like that can connect me to other people because the projects that I found do move a lot. Uh, for the, for example, this um, Arab and Mediterranean group. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, so we have the Kanun player and the Ney player. They're both from Berlin. So um, and then we have people from Rome, Milan. Just all come together to practice between like Florence and uh, Rome. But um, so so they get concerts requests from everywhere. Good. And we get to travel. But for my own thing, which is what I'm trying to work on now, my own show for my music, I'm trying to get um, links and connections for that so that I can start traveling. And I want to move as much as I can, yeah, while performing. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, what a lot of Americans don't know is how easy, quote-unquote easy, it is for you guys to... Um, and I, when I say you guys, I mean Europeans, um, you know, you can jump on a train and be in Zurich, uh, yeah. you know, in the morning, You can, uh, in Paris in the morning, in Brussels, you know, tomorrow afternoon. I mean, I know it's nighttime there, but, you know, you guys are, you know, geographically, you're all pretty close. So you can hit those big cities and do those gigs and, and then get back on the train and, and go home, right? Whereas, yeah. whereas, whereas we have to drive our ass every, <laughs> everywhere in this country, right? Um, oh really? People don't fly much. Um, oh, they do, but it's just—it's easier to do. Like when you're touring over here, hmm. um, you know, ninety-five percent of the acts that are on the road here, probably even ninety-nine, uh, they're driving. You know, just hmm. because just the the cost of getting all of the gear on an airplane, right? Um, I mean, most of the shows that I still do when I'm out on the road, um, you know, the artist will typically uh, drive. Uh, with the gear and um, it's kind of 50 50 for me if 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 I'm a hired gun on the show um, I might fly out the day of and fly back the next day um, or I might be driving with with the artist um, but I, I I'm in a little bit of a different um, scenario than most just being a little being a little older and being able to to pick the gigs that I that I that I get to do or the the gigs that I want to do but um, m most of my buddies who are down, um, you know, touring with, with country artists, uh, they're driving, you know, they'll, uh, you know, and what's crazy too, is like, they'll finish up a set here in Nashville at 2am down on Broadway where all the honky tonks are. And then they've got a bus call. They got to get on the bus at three or four in the morning. And then they drive, you know, 12 hours down to Texas and they'll play Texas. Uh, you know, they'll play Dallas that night. And then mm -hmm. the show is over, uh, and then they get back in the bus and they come back and they play Nashville in the afternoon. It's like, damn, you know. I mean, you know, you sleep on the bus, you sleep in the back of the van, that type of thing. Um, but you guys have a better uh, Europe has a better travel I infrastructure with respect to trains and things like that. That I that um, that makes life uh, in many respects can make life easier for musicians, but. Um, I digress. <laughs> We're getting a little off topic. So, so um, okay. So, what's next? Do you um, you had you were kind enough to share with me uh, a, another single that you're working on that you that you got coming out. When, when what yeah. is it called and when's it coming out? It's called that smile you're wearing. Um, it's I'm not sure exactly when it's gonna come out. I'd hope to release it this month. Um, or January, mm -hmm. as well as a bunch of other songs. Um, yeah, the song is, it's just a very happy song. It's kind of dub inspired in some ways. I just, uh, I think I was inspired by a bass on a Nina Simone track. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, what is it? It's like, um, oh God, uh, I, I ain't got, no, I got life. I don't ah. know if you noticed that. Like, dun, dun, nice. Dun, yeah, dun, okay. Dun, 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 um, 
And then I thought I got the concept from Annie, one of my favorites. You know, um, you're never fully dressed without a smile. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. great. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Um, you know, de December is a is an awful month to release music just because oh every, Christmas. You know, yeah, Christmas, <laughs> right? I mean, every I know everybody's fighting to get their stuff done at the end of summer so they can release it in like September and October, but like mm. de December just sucks for, for releasing new music. It's always good to wait until January. Um well I can't wait to hear the new single. I, I mean, you you were kind enough to send it to me. I, I wish I could share it here for the back end of the show, but I'll wait. Uh, oh, I mean, you can play it if you want. <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta figure out. I, I gotta figure out how to. Oh, I could. I could probably download it and, and drop it in and, and do that. Okay, so I'll I'll figure out how to do that. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and and. Uh, what your socials are and, and all that kind of fun stuff so people can track you down yeah um you can find me on instagram that's the number one spot com. that's k-a-v-i-n-y-a-m-o-n-t-h-e at instagram and from there i just just go to instagram that's the <laughs> okay that's the easiest do, is there a yeah YouTube or one? just google my name because there's not that many cavinias yeah that's true A -A -V -I -N -Y -A, yeah. okay fantastic well thank you very much for doing this and for joining me um i can't wait to hear what you got uh coming out with uh with the next single and with what you're going to be doing after that and um I, I really hope you get a chance to come over here and perform and um and i hope you get a chance to hit the road more in europe i i just uh, i adore your voice and your writing style oh. And um, yeah, you you have a unique perspective that shines through on your music. So it was a it was a pleasure to have you on the show. So well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's really it was really good to talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, well, and if you and your boyfriend ever find yourself over here in Nashville, you got a place to stay. So just let me oh, know. Cool. Cool. Definitely. Right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and then also hit me up if you guys come by Florence. Hell yeah! I'd <laughs> yeah. love to. Yeah, I would love to. Would love to. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, we'll. I'll figure out a way to to take the show out with the with the single that you're going to be releasing soon. And uh, I wish you all the best and happy holidays. And uh, we'll talk soon. You too. Bye. That's See you. why you're wearing ghost ear to ear. I hadn't seen it so long. That's why you're wearing from ear to ear. Makes my heart feel so warm. That's why you're wearing from ear to ear. I hadn't seen for too long. That's why you're wearing from ear to ear. Makes my heart feel so warm. Sometimes I think that it's too late for us. But now and then we find our way back to this. Moments when we sit and laugh together. When no one's
So that is Kavinia with That Smile You're Wearing. That's the latest single, the, the next single she's going to drop. I don't know when she's going to drop it. Uh, but just beautiful voice, great song structure, really unique approach towards melody and hook. I, I, I love her writing. Um, we had some technical difficulties with this uh, interview. We actually had to span it over two days, and I had to kind of... Uh, piece it together but I wanted to play for you guys an excerpt from the conversation that we had before we quote-unquote started recording um, about songwriting and, and this just gives you another kind of an insight into her thought process with the music so here is the uh, excerpt from uh, the interview I found it really cool like what uh, her and uh, just out said about like just the melodies and the, the just the fact that like writing is really an instinct because for me writing is like something that's like kind of a hassle <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's um i mean i could i don't know i guess maybe i do get overwhelmed by ideas i don't have like sit down you sit down and then you don't know how to actually channel things it's i don't know like a kind of attention thing but um i i don't like it's more it's i find it very I remember, I remember Billy Joel saying the same thing. I'm like, God, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I feel it is like it's something that requires discipline for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. like you can feel it in your body that you got to get it out, but it's yeah. it's painful to get it out. Yes, and yes. you don't. And I mean, it's a good process to get it out, but it's also hard to get it out. Um, yeah, yeah. it's. I always love asking people how they write. You know, um, do they write music first? Do they write lyrics first? Just Loud's response to that, I thought was interesting too. Um, everybody, anyway. yeah, everybody yeah. writes differently, you know? And I hadn't, and Ainsley's point about, you know, like not believing in writer's block, just like fucking get through it. You know, it's like, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's valid. You know, mm -hmm. um, I always wrote um, music first. Um, just so I, I would know where the melody would fall. I would know what sort of mm. um, iambic pentameter I could work with, you know, musically. Um, and I'm always fascinated by how other people think, you know, about how they write lyrics first, you know, or how you came up with the melody for, you know, how you came up with the melody for Unlucky. I'm like, do that. Yep. Um, it just comes out of the blue, doesn't it? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've always believed in, um, uh, Tchaikovsky is 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 one of my favorite composers, um, and I love his quote: um, "Inspiration is not a guest; it comes to those who seek it." Mm. You know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got to keep looking for it. You got to keep, you got to keep your eyes open. You don't, you know, and then when you are accepting, when you're looking and when you're open to the ideas, they, they will come in, you know, but you got to be open yeah. to it you, and it's yeah. not, e and it's not easy. Well, that'll do it. Thank you, Kavinia, for joining us. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties brought to you by my wonderful internet provider. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to send some sats over to this show as well as to uh, Kavinia directly, you know, when those songs are playing. Uh, and thank you to our host, RSS Blue, Davidas, for all the amazing work that he does. Make sure you check out the other shows we've got. We've got the Phantom Power Business Hour. we got some great guests coming up later this week, and that show will post probably the week of the 11th. And then, of course, we've got Phantom Power Music Review, where we break down songs, and then the Phantom Power Top 10, where I scour the internet looking for value for value artists and put up some top 10 shows of their work. You should know with the review and the top 10 show, I really only put those out once I've found enough music to do them. So they're not on a regular basis, but the artist hour is quickly becoming a regular basis uh, thing. And, and uh, we got a couple people lined up for December. So thank you all for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful and safe holiday season. And please do not forget to smile for the mugshot.